What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Bleeding B&G Podcast, episode 107. And before we get too deep into this episode, as always, be sure to comment, be sure to like, be sure to subscribe. We're at about, what, 1.1K subscribers, and we're on the road to 2000. As football season comes to an end, guys, we're going to continue to give you a lot more content regarding the draft, regarding the offseason, because you know as Washington Commander fans, Washington Redskins fans, Washington football team fans, We've always been the off-season champs, and I don't think that this year, even despite a new regime, despite a new front office, um, with the circumstances that we have presented in front of us, I don't think that this year or this off-season is going to be any different. So be sure to comment, be sure to like, be sure to subscribe, and be sure to tap into the page uh, because we're going to be having a lot of content pushed out. Because like I said, this is the off-season. This is, this is our championship. This is our playoffs. This is our Super Bowl. This is our whatever you want to name it. And thank you guys for tuning in to another episode, as I said, 107 of the Bleeding B&G Podcast. And we're going to title this episode sad new year we're going to title this episode sad new year and i know you're looking like what what does that mean because as we start the new year and to give you a timestamp as i do for every episode it's january 1st 2024 so happy 2024 to you all happy new year to you all um i hope that everything that you pursue and you go after in 2024 comes for you and comes to you um and yeah let's start off this amazing year um Welcome to episode 107 of the Bleeding B&G podcast. And the New Year season and the holiday season is kind of, it's always put me in a peculiar and a precarious situation as a Washington Commander fan. And what I mean by that is because, you know, as the New Year comes, you know, it's all about wiping the slate clean, attacking your New Year resolutions and things like that. But where it falls in the NFL calendar and as a Washington Commander fan, I always find the new year to be times where I'm stuck, depressed, looking in the past because I care about this fucking football team too much. And it kind of puts me in a peculiar situation where I want to move forward, but it's kind of hard doing it when I just sat in fucking FedEx Field and watched an embarrassment of a product for the last month and a half. So it's always the new year. It's not my favorite holiday. New Year's Eve, you can miss me with that. I sat in the house yesterday. Uh, and I think that that's part of the reason why, because I'm always sad as hell around the new year time because I'm a fan of this fucking organization. And I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but like, I just really don't enjoy the new year holiday as everybody else does. Yes. I'm all about wiping the slate clean. Yes. I'm all about attacking new goals and new years, but guess what? You're supposed to grind every day. I'm going to believe that you're supposed to grind every day, whether it be day one or day 365. Um, But as a Washington Commander fan, January always comes and you watch around the league. You see all these good teams. You see these teams prepping for the playoffs. And then you go watch your team and it's like you're watching a Juco product, a D3 product. No shade to any of those, but this is an NFL outfit. They're not supposed to look like that. They're not supposed to look like that. So this episode is titled Sad New Year because that's what a lot of these New Year's look like with me as a Washington Commander fan. And I don't mean to sound morbid, but it's the truth. It's 100% the truth because this shit is all bad as of right now. As of right now. My New Year comes after next week when a week from today, I better have had a notification by everybody by this point. It's about 11 a.m. So at this point next, next week, I better have had a uh, notification from Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, 
fucking Rio Robinson. I better have had a, a notification from everybody that Ron Rivera was sent packing home. And his entire coaching staff. Because we're going to get into them later. We're going to get into them later. Yes, I know I didn't record an episode for the New York Jets game. What the fuck did you want me to say? It was the Christmas. It was Christmas. It was Christmas weekend. It was the holiday time. I wanted to be, uh, be around my family. And I hope you guys had a Merry Christmas as well. Because I know we haven't been on since Christmas. Um, because I had a joyous um, Christmas um, for the most part. And to be honest, guys, the worst part of my Christmas was that I received hella Washington Commander gifts. And I don't mean to sound ungrateful, but that was honestly the worst part of my Christmas. I loved being around my family. I loved catching up with people I haven't seen throughout the entire year and things like that. I loved watching football. It fell on a perfect weekend um, where, you know, we got the Sports Utopia. It was hella sports on, on Christmas weekend and things like that. So honestly, and I'm dead ass when I say this, the worst part of my weekend was that I received Washington Commander gifts. If you guys don't know, I do teach students. Um, so they know about the podcast. They know how big of a fan I am. So I received like a, a throw. I received like some, some car lights where you open up the door. The Washington Commander light flashes. I am not going to be putting those in my... I am not going to be installing those in my car anytime soon. Sorry, Mom and Dad. Because they the ones that got me for that. I will not be installing that in my car anytime soon. Because I am ashamed right now. I am ashamed right now to call myself a Washington Commander fan. But let's get into this game because it gets even worse when you go to the FedEx field because, you know, we boots on the ground like we are every week uh, as a sad-ass Washington Commander fan, as an insane Washington Commander fan. Uh, I went over there yesterday because guess what? We renewed for 2024, so you're going to get a lot more exclusive content as, you know, we're granted. Hopefully, we're granted more access. Hint, hint, John shares as a season ticket member, uh, season ticket member holders, uh, but yeah, let's get into this game, because it ain't really much to talk about with this game, to be honest, um, Washington loses 27 to 10, um, and yeah, I mean, probably one of the most boring NFL games this season, this game was over by 3.30, and it was like a 15 minute break, where there was a scary injury happening to Chris and Holmes, uh, I'm not sure exactly what happened, because you know, we're boots on the ground, so I'm not sure, they talked about it on the TV broadcast, uh, but he was actually, like, walking back to the huddle after the play, and then he just fell out. Um, so I don't know if that was head-related, concussion-related, cardiovascular-related. So prayers up to him because I saw his family trying to get to the back towards the end of the game with a lot of concern. So hopefully um, he's recovering and doing well. Um, but this game was over in two and a half hours. It was one of the most boring games of the NFL this season and in the last couple of years. It reminded me of 2019 so much. A lot of these seasons remind me of these blowout seasons, as I mentioned in my last episode, the 2009 Jim Jordan season, the 2013 Mike Shanahan season, the 2019 Jay Gruden slash Bill Callahan season. This season reeks of those seasons. I felt like I was watching the Bill Callahan special yesterday. And most of it was due to the part of the 49ers. Because they were running the shit out of the ball. Because we couldn't stop it. And I'm going to get onto that suck, that tired ass defense in a minute. But what more is there to say about that fucking defense? They're right 32nd in the NFL. We know they some shit. We know they some shit. We know they ass. That's why I really, uh, I, uh, some people were going on my last episode like, dude, you're waiting to worry way too much about the offense and Sam Howell and things like that. Yeah, because they're the only things that show us remnants of promise throughout this entire season. That defense been dog shit since what, week three? 
Since the Bills game, that defense been dog shit. And the only reason they wasn't dog shit in the first... Matter of fact, they was dog shit in week two against the Denver Broncos. They've been dog shit the last 17 weeks. What else is there to say? What else is there to say? You want me to talk about guys like Cam, like Cam Curl, like their Pro Bowl talents? <laughs> but let's get into this quarterback like we always do. Um, and going into the season, um, or going into this week, uh, there was a lot of chaos. Like I said, this is this is so Washington of us. This is so Washington of us. Sam Howell gets benched at the beginning of the week. Jacoby Bissett is anointed the starter. Jacoby Bissett has his starting, you know, quarterback post, uh, presser and things like that. He's sounding. He's saying all the right things. Jacoby Bissett is coming off of two games where he came in of relief of Sam Howell and has been successful and things like that in the last couple of games, coming in in relief duty. But he's getting his opportunity to start and. Two days later, Jacoby Brissett pops up on the injury report with a tweak hamstring. Then throughout the weekend, Jacoby Brissett has been deemed unlikely to play, putting Sam Howell, who was just recently benched, back at the starter position, coming off of two weeks where he just seemed broken. Sam Howell is a broken quarterback right now. And while yesterday when he went 7 for 28, 169 yards, one touchdown and two interceptions, he didn't look as broken, but he didn't look good, guys. He didn't look good. And if you guys have been watching the last month and a half of football and think that Sam Howell is the answer, I don't know what to tell you. I love Olufashanu as a prospect. Joe Alt is cool as a prospect. If you think these guys are going to turn this franchise around the quickest way possible, I don't know what to tell you. Because you think that we have an answer in the quarterback room or on this roster, and we don't. And we don't. Sam Howell is broken. Sam Howell, like I said, he didn't look as broken yesterday. He didn't look as bad. Did you guys know that Sam Howell knew that he was playing on the same football field as Terry McLaurin yesterday? Terry McLaurin had four receptions for 61 yards. Our world beating numbers by any means. But shit, it was better than what Sam Howell and Terry McLaurin been producing over the last couple of weeks. Then you watch Jacoby Brissett just come in, unlocking Terry McLaurin. It's like, damn, Terry McLaurin isn't washed. And while I'm not going to go back on my word, I'm not going to go back on my word of what I was saying throughout the beginning of this year that Terry McLaurin wasn't getting separation and things like that because he wasn't. I saw that shit with my two eyes. Y'all not boots on the ground like me. Y'all not watching the All-22 like me. And I think a lot of it, as I mentioned then, but guess what? Opinions can change when the data does. As I mentioned then, that Terry McLaurin might have been suffering from that turf toe injury that he suffered in the Baltimore Ravens game. Those type of injuries, those type of injuries linger. And it's kind of looking like towards the end of the season, three or four months after the injury, he's starting to look like Terry McLaurin again. And Sam Howell understood that yesterday because guess what? After watching just Kobe Brissett do it for the last two weeks, you would be fucking a fucking doofus to not give Terry McLaurin the ball at least a couple of times like you were doing in the last month and a half. But Sam Howell is broken at this point. I, I want to go delete, burn the tapes, what I call Sam Howell a franchise quarterback because Sam Howell was making some special throws at the beginning of the year. I mean, in the middle part of the year. He was making some special throws. And when you've been deprived of quarterback talent like we have been throughout my t life as a Washington Commander Redskin football team fan, even those little flashes you want to hold on to and think that you got something there, 
But at this point, I think that we might have a glorified backup quarterback who can come in in a pinch and win you ball games. Which which is amazing. Which is a hell of a, which is what fifth round quarterbacks do. If we're being honest, I think that at this point, Sam Howe might his career path might be like the best backup quarterback in the league. And nothing is wrong with that. Nothing is wrong with that. But that he's the franchise. We can win with him. Ah, I don't know if you watched the last six weeks and think that. I don't. I don't. Brian Robinson, 9 for 44 yards. The biggest issue with that stat line is that he only had nine carries. Damn near averaging five yards a pop. And as I mentioned with all the chaos about the quarterback situation going into the season, I mean going into this week, excuse me, what did your boy Milk Dad Eric Bieniemy do? He started off the game, coming down 3-0, coming, uh, losing 3-0, Dropping Sam Howell back three times. Getting his fucking brains beat in. With a broken quarterback. The Eric B. Enemy special. The Eric B. Enemy special. If you can look at these last couple of weeks and can't tell that with this play, Carlin, that Eric B. Enemy clearly has something to prove. He's trying to clearly get a head coaching job that I think may not be there for yet another year for him. Because some of this shit just doesn't make sense. And a lot of y'all refuting me on X and on Instagram and on social media talking about, well, dude, why did the why did the scheme look so good when Jacoby was in? That's fine, but guess what? The process is fucked up. It looked better when Jacoby was there because Jacoby is better than Sam Howell right now. And I'm not missing my words when he said that. Sam Howell is broken. Sam Howell is cooked. Sam Howell need to go fucking Sam Howell need to go book a flight to Cancun January 9th. When the season over January 6th, January 7th, he need to go book a flight for Cantoon for January 8th. He need to go on sabbatical for a minute. Because he's clearly physically and mentally fatigued. And it's shown. As I mentioned before, I don't think a lot of people have talked about this because, you know, we give you the most raw, uncut, and unfiltered analysis and the most in-depth analysis over here at Bleeding B&G. But go back and look. When Sam Howell took that big hit after the whistle, Against the New York Giants, Sam Howell hasn't been the same quarterback since. And I don't know if he'll have to do a tell-all interview uh, with Barbara Walters. I don't know what the fuck he's going to have to do for us to get for him to spew that information because he hasn't showed up on any injury report. But he hasn't made the throw since then. And he was making them earlier in that game. I'm telling you, from that point in that game, Sam Howell hasn't been the same quarterback since. And if you guys don't know the hit that I'm referring to, it's the hit that incited the little brawl on the sideline. Um, when we were going into the end zone against the New York Giants when we were at home. Go look. Go track that information and see if I'm lying. As I mentioned, Terry McLaurin would have four receptions for 61 yards and a touchdown. Typical Terry McLaurin game in 2023. Um, Terry McLaurin is still a talent. As I mentioned yesterday, I was sorry for ever insinuating that he was washed because um, this quarterback play is putrid. Um, but Terry McLaurin had chased down Charvarius Ward on one of the interceptions um, that Sam Howell had threw trying to fucking force the ball into Terry because you could clearly tell that somebody was in his head about not getting fucking our best receiver the ball. So he had one interception where he was just simply trying to force the ball into Terry McLaurin, and Terry McLaurin was like a fucking best shot out of hell chasing down Charvarius Ward. He looked like fucking Usain Bolt running down Charvarius Ward. And it's, it's, it's sad that I got to revert to these are highlights for me when I go to Washington Commander games. 
watching niggas chase, run down dudes on interceptions and things like that. That's what I get excited about because it ain't much to be excited about during the duration of the place between the whistles. Terry McCorner also gave me the other highlight of my game. Fucking Sun and whoever that fucking corner was for the San Francisco 49ers. So as I mentioned, I'm sorry for ever insinuating that Terry McLaurin was washed. But y'all boy. Y'all boy Han Solo. Hey, did Jahan Dotson play today? Deontay Banks voice. Hey, Jahan Dotson is not that guy, pal. He's not. He's not. In 2021, you know, we out there, we were we deemed the term Deami Brown, be out there running around. Well, guess what? Jahan Dotson is taking that title. Buddy be out there doing the Russell Simmons cardio package every, every fucking week. He's just out that motherfucking lot, like, looking like fucking Forrest Gump with no intention of catching a pass. I told y'all before, Jahan Dotson does not have the accurate... The adequate play strength to be a top tier receiver right now. But y'all were telling me that he was wide receiver one. All you got to do is fucking jam Jahan Dotson a little bit at the line. He's cooked. He's fried. Me and Jahan Dotson had the same amount of catches and the same amount of yards yesterday. And I keep seeing people defend him on social media, on X, on Instagram. What the fuck are y'all watching? Jahan Dotson has like 46 catches on the year, bruh. Are y'all sure that's the hill that y'all want to die on? And guess what? I'm a dumbass. I have a Jahan Dotson jersey. But I'm not foolish enough to down this fucking hill for this trash can. I... <coughs> and they're like, oh, well, Jahan Dotson... Jahan Dotson, oh, was he? Jacoby Brissett was able to find Jahan Dotson. Bro, I had like two catches. What are y'all talking about? This is the 16th pick. This is the 16th pick that we're talking about. And y'all want to throw a parade when he has three or four catches in a game. The complacency is a Washington Commander fan I cannot get with. It's like y'all want to be bad. Y'all make excuse after excuse after excuse for all of these players and then be mad when we some shit. Why are we some shit? And I promised myself I wasn't going to get riled up. But I've been in the last couple of home games. Who have we played in the last couple of home games? The Miami Dolphins and the San Francisco 49ers. Those are the last two home games I've been to. And the disparity in talent between us and those couple of rosters that I just mentioned is fucking embarrassing, bro. As I came on here in that Miami game and told you, that game was a result of having hella blue chippers play against zero blue chippers. A team having hella blue chippers playing against zero blue chippers. How the fuck am I supposed to feel when I see a unit march out Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk? Debo Samuel, Trent Williams, and we out there with fucking Sam Howe, Brian Robinson, Andrew Watt, Trenton Scott, Cornelius Lucas, Nick Gates. How the fuck am I supposed to get excited for football? This is exactly why this episode is titled Sad New Year. 
I ended my year off sad as fuck. I got to watch Logan Thomas fucking chug around and get zero separation against Fred Water and Dre Greelaw. But David Mayo and Cody Barton putting on some of the worst linebacking performances that I've ever seen in my fucking life. Cody Barton combined for 12 tackles yesterday. 11 of them were 10 yards downfield. If I see Christian McCaffrey shake Cody Barton out his fucking shoes one more time, I'm going to lose my shit, bruh. David Mayo is getting reps in an NFL game in 2023. Kalik Hudson is 5'6". That was our starting linebacker unit yesterday. But these are the players that y'all want to make excuses for. Ron's the GM, the coach that y'all want to make excuses for. This roster is worse than it was in 2019 when Ron took over. And that's quite a fucking feat. That's quite a fucking feat. The best players on this roster in 2023 were here before Ron Rivera got here. Terry McLaurin, Deron Payne. And they're not fucking world beaters, guys. They aren't. We don't have a blue chipper on this team right now. We don't. I got to sit here and watch Emmanuel Forbes talk shit after every week after week after every play where he's out here fucking getting cooked. And he's talking shit like he don't know that he's getting cooked. I know I'm not the only one seeing that shit, bruh. And then yesterday, y'all want to hop on me. <coughs> oh, it was a perfect throw. It was a perfect throw. It was a great throw. How was that throw was defensible? So guess what? All of fucking Brandon Yuke's 111 yards were perfect throws. Or is Emmanuel Fulls weak as shit at the catch point and gets bullied at the catch point by damn near every wide receiver that he faces? Because he's physically incapable of being physical at the catch point. But he out here talking shit after a fucking pass deflection. Like he ain't been getting his ass cooked all year. Emmanuel Swords has been getting cooked or hurt all year. But he out there talking shit like he prime chat barely. But I'm just supposed to act like I don't see that shit. And act like that's okay, right? Fuck out of here, bro. We out here starting niggas like Terrell Burgess. Who the fuck is Terrell Burgess? Y'all made Terrell Burgess a fucking pro brawler. And he damn near got my punter hurt last week. But just y'all, just because y'all want to say y'all got one guy in that motherfucking Pro Bowl. That motherfucking glorified flag football game. Y'all out here voting for fucking scrubs, bruh. And I know we tanking. I, look at that injury report. I know we're tanking. Benjamin St. Juice out. Kendall Fuller out. The tank is evident. But guess what? Them niggas ain't that good either. They ain't that good either. 
And neither is that fucking glorified Alabama wall. What was, Joe, what was John Allen and Deron Payne in the second half yesterday? While I'm watching fucking Christian McCaffrey get five, six yards a pop. Elijah Mitchell just coming in and frying they shit. And as I was getting my Paziano's pizza during halftime yesterday, all I can hear is, oh my God, Washington, they're really sticking in there with the guys. They're really, they're really holding it down. Who would have thought that Washington, that complacent ass bullshit, bruh. And Washington proceeded to not score in the second half. And those same faces that told us that we were in the game, we were holding it down, they wanted to see us win, they weren't down for taking, those were the sad, same sad-ass faces that was walking out of FedEx Field at 3.30 yesterday because that game was only two and a half hours. It was only two and a half hours because San Francisco gave it to us any which way we, they wanted. Kyle Shanahan just continues to slut us out. Run left, run right, run middle. Who the fuck's supposed to stop it? Cody Barton? Tuh. 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 And like I said, yes, it's a new new year. But my new year starts in March with the start of the new NFL season. That's when free agency happens. That's when we can look towards the draft. If you're checking this out on YouTube, you can see I have my Caleb Williams jersey on, my USC Caleb Williams jersey on. No, this is not a commander's jersey. I have denounced those colors for the rest of the season. You can catch me in those colors like in February or some shit. Cause this is what a real blue chipper looks like. Sorry, sorry to, to the uh the Jack Del Rio clip that hates Caleb Williams because he paints his nails and cries and wants to cuddle with his dog. Them, them Jack Del Rio good old boys right there. Sorry about them. Sorry guys. That's what a real blue chipper looks like. In case you didn't know what I wanted to do, cause we now hold the number two pick. So it all wasn't bad. <laughs> it all it wasn't a horrible Saturday. Cause don't don't get it confused. Don't get it confused. I did not want him to win this game. At this point, tank to get the best draft pick possible. I don't care if you lose by 700 next week to the Dallas Cowboys. Because we got to do whatever it takes to bring this blue chip prospect home. Because as I said, we don't have any on the roster right now. We don't. And with six picks in the top 102... And the number two pick, I think that you can take me to get it. Uh, I think you have what it takes to get it done uh, to move up to the number one pick. And guess what? Newsflash, guys. I don't care what you think the pre-draft process is going to look like. Caleb Williams is going number one. And I'm going to just go ahead and snap it now. Caleb Williams is going number one to the Washington Commanders. So brighter days are ahead. A new day. A new leaf is turned, hopefully. Uh, because we got to see. How this offseason turns out, what these front office hires look like, what these coaching hires look like. Alec Calaby, Alex Peters, me please. I'm over here watching Ben Johnson fuck the Dallas Cowboys up with two-point conversions with tackle, tackle, tackle eligible plays. Fuck him up so bad that he threw the refs off. But I'm over here watching fucking Eric B. Enemy run the ball 15 times when he averaging five yards per carry. It's levels to this, guys. 
There's levels of this. So if we start 2024 and you think that Sam Howell, we know that Ron Rivera isn't the answer. We know that. But if you sit here on January 1st, 2024, and think that either Sam Howell or Eric Bieniemy are the answer still, you might need to get clinically evaluated. And that'll do it for this episode of the Bleeding BNG Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, as I mentioned, the offseason is right around the corner, and that's our time to shine. That's our Super Bowl. That's our playoffs. That's our championship. Um, and that's where we're going to be pushing out and delving out a lot of content. Uh, we got the number two pick. So as of right now, um, I'm going to be pushing out a mock draft episode this week. So be tuned in. Uh, if you can't tell, my intentions are clear. But I don't know if I'm going to be able to trade up with the mock draft simulator. So we're going to see how that goes. We're going to see how that goes. So be tapped into the page. Um, a lot more content coming out. And thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Bleeding BNG Podcast. I'll check in on you guys later. Peace.